Welcome to episode 226 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm joined by athlete number A1067880. Thank you, Mel. I should be quoting your athlete ID in return, but I haven't prepared that. So uh, showing my my true lack of preparation there. That's because I like to surprise you, Ollie. You didn't yes. know I was doing that. Not at all. I was ready to start quoting my password though. I'm that, you know, the password always <laughs> comes straight after quoting the ID. I must be logging in quite a lot. But uh, look, thank you, Mel. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How was your weekend? My weekend was was a bit more relaxed than the previous weekend. It was a quieter one. It was good to be home, have some home time. Had a hot park run day, well, a warm park run day, and then a really almost wintry feeling Sunday, I suppose, by comparison. So went into hibernation, which was kind of awesome. That sounds good. I like a quiet park run weekend. I need one of those, and I'm looking <laughs> forward to one of those. Yeah, yeah. No, look it. It was lovely. It was fantastic to be at home, you know, dust off the purple, um, throw it on and, and dust off the RD bib. Well, no, not dust that one off. It's been well looked after in my absence, but good to be back. Good to be back with the Shell Harbour family there and, and to see the familiar faces again. It was, um, I'd say, an, an up and down parkrun day. We had we had a couple of, you know, your, your stock standard sort of parkrun challenges here and there, um, but all in all, it was a lovely morning. Nice to welcome a few visitors. We had our, our volley roster struggling for a couple of volunteers later on. So I had Hannah jump in and, and help out. So she, she did the double job of the, the marshal whilst being photographer. Well done, Hannah. Good girl. Yeah. What would you do without good, good helpers like that, hey? I know. Well attended this weekend, Dolly? Yeah, it's becoming a, a very average sort of sounding number, but 202 this week. And um, yeah, a couple of first finishers visiting our park run for the first time and we didn't lose them. So I take that as a success. Oh, that's a bonus. <laughs> it's a bonus. No, that, that was quite nice. I think good to settle in. I don't know how you all do it. I mean, I, I have a lot of admiration for all of the adventurers out there. You know, you've all inspired me. I have been trying, but I was tired. I had to get back. And did you get to run this weekend, though? You obviously gave up your Saturday morning to volunteer, and thank you for doing that. But did you get out? Did you have another opportunity over the weekend to do your own run? Oh, thank you for asking. I did have another opportunity to have my own run. I mean, as I think I've mentioned, I'm, I'm training. But I didn't take that opportunity. I took hibernation a little too seriously. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, seven weeks and counting. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting seven weeks as we get closer oh, to no. the big run. Ollie. <laughs> so, what's been your longest run so far? Well, it was the other week. So I did a. I've forgotten whether that was thirty four or thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah. So I guess you know that's pretty good though. So like, really, you're only looking at what a Maybe you're doing a 38, something around there. One more run, mate. You're in. The, you've got these these mind-blowingly incredible athletes out there that go and do ultra marathons and things like that. And and one of our very own event team said to me, oh, look, you know, for a marathon, yeah, just go and do 34. As soon as you do 34 and a couple of long runs around like that, you'll be right. So, hey, I'm done. I'm, I'm done early. Oh, how many <laughs> weeks out from the event are you? Yeah, no, no. I'm not, oh, I'm not that baby. delusional. Yeah, no. <laughs> 
oh, not that I'm any kind of expert, but yeah, I would normally go up to maybe 36 to 38 for the last one. Yeah, so we'll, we'll build back up to that. We will take the opportunities, but uh, it was good to have the rest. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's been busy, busy in, in, you know, in the other life, in the work life and, and the family life and things like that. We've got some exciting times coming up. What, what's that? I'm just excited about Palm and everything around there. So there'll there'll be opportunities to run and to walk and squeeze in a couple of Ks. I think I might have been a bit ambitious. I've I've booked my flight and I'm getting up there nice and early on Friday. So uh, Palm's before the marathon. It is. Right. Okay. So we can send you out during that weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I'll get the others on board. Turn me around a couple of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. But uh, enough about me. You you did Adventure Mel. How was your parkrun day? I did. Oh, I had another really, really good weekend. I went to the Cascades on Clyde Wetlands, event mm-hmm. number two, uh, with I think about 70 other parkrunners and the Exciting thing for me was I got to take my grand doggy. Your grand doggy. My grand doggy, Dustin, came for his very first park run. I know I sound like I'm 105, don't I? (laughs) (laughs) Grand doggy. I've not heard the term grand doggy. It's fantastic. I hope there are lots of grand doggies out there. Yeah. So my eldest daughter, Sarah, she lives out that way and I stayed Friday night with her so that I could be in close proximity to the event. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, she's got a puppy, a nine-month-old cavoodle called Dustin. And I said, well, can I take Dustin to park run? Because my little chihuahuas are a little bit past doing a 5K run. Mm -hmm. They do accompany us and we take the dog pram. (laughs) I was was excited to take Dustin. She went, yeah, sure, Mum, no worries. And uh, so I got up early and... Dustin was awake because he's a nine-month-old cavoodle. The rest of the house was in uh, darkness and we snuck out and, yeah, it was fabulous. He did so well too. He really did. We actually walked the first four Ks. Because I previously was living in the area and I have moved away, Mm. so the trip back to my old stomping ground was an opportunity to catch up with a lot of my old friends and they came along to the event to run with me, well, walk. So I I had a nice four-kilometre walk with my friend Michelle. Well, she brought her dog as well. And then at the 4K mark, I said, oh, I'm going to run with Dustin and see how he goes. So we ran the last kilometre and, yeah, he did really well. Oh, well done, Dustin. I'm bonding with him. It's, like, really cute. And did Dustin – I would imagine being a nine-month-old cavoodle, Dustin did enjoy it. I think so. But that look, that – you know, response at the end of it, crossing the line, you know, was Dustin disappointed to not get a finish token or was it straight <laughs> to the water? He just wanted water, to be yep. honest. It yep. was quite a, a warm morning in Melbourne. So the good thing was the girlfriend that I uh, walked with, she was there with her dog as well. And Dustin kind of, uh, he took the lead of the other dog. So we were walking along and the two dogs are side by side. Never met the other dog before. It was like a first time. So he's like got a, a park run doggy friend. Ah. Uh. Fabulous. But he, yeah, he took Entei. Entei is the other dog's name. Yep. He took her lead. Yeah. She was sort of like coaching him on this is how you are a parkrun dog. <laughs> That's a whole new level to bring a friend to parkrun. I know. I'm really excited and I'm already penciling in the next time I can get back to um, take Dustin to his next parkrun. So I'm actually thinking Mother's Day weekend because I, you know, obviously 
you know, the Saturday before Mother's Day and my kids are all over that side of town. I thought, oh, yep. maybe go out, go back over on that weekend and uh, take Dustin to another park run. Lucky Dustin. And so tell us about the course and the park run itself. It is within a relatively new residential development area and it's a little wetlands and it's pretty flat and it's uh, it's not an out and back. Mm. You wouldn't call it an out and back. It's sort of a, I don't even know, you do it twice, whatever you do. You do okay. this sort of circuit, circuit of the wetlands and you do it twice. Okay. And, uh, yeah, pretty flat and a yeah, nice little wetlands area. And Sounds lovely. So birds then, I mean, Dustin didn't get distracted with, with the wetland wildlife? I saw pelicans. He was not distracted, no. Okay. He, he mostly just wanted to greet every single runner. Oh, like <laughs> I had to have him on a pretty tight lead because – He's just that he's he's a nine month old and he just wants to jump up and say hello to everybody. So uh, and and I'm not really used to having that kind of rest- a restriction on a on a dog because my my dogs Chico is beside me and he's snoring. I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> I know people have said to me that they don't even notice it unless I point it out, and I'm sorry for pointing it out. It's because I can hear it. Um. So yeah, my dogs don't do that kind of thing so it wasn't instilled in me to have to have him on such a tight lead and stop him from jumping up with his claws onto people to say hello my name's dustin no i love dustin's enthusiasm i mean if we could all high five still i think i could relate quite a lot to dustin's feeling i think it's but ollie on the back of last week's pod when we you know oh, well we had all the interruptions from my dogs yeah. but then we had harry the hover dog yes plus the volunteer dog Yes. That was also at Greenway. It just felt like this whole park dog theme is continuing. Thanks for getting on board, Mel. <laughs> it, it's clearly something I've been missing out on for some time. I mean, I come from a park run where park dogs, unfortunately, can't share the love. So it's, oh. it's been quite a novelty for me. You're not allowed to have dogs at, at Killerley. That's right. Yeah. Being oh. a state park, so domestic pets not allowed we've you know we sadly have to turn away some people that come along and make the trip with their dogs you know because of course you know we've we've got to adhere to our state park rules so yeah i really do fancy doing a few more park runs with some park dogs have you had it ever had a dog you i know you've got i've got a cat and and he wouldn't take too too nicely to to being encouraged around a course (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not my 13-year-old cat. <laughs> no, the answer to the question is, yes, I had a dog growing up that was certainly pre-park run days, so Layla, but no dog at the moment. Um, I have had Ava say to me, when Sphinxie dies, can we get a dog? <laughs> they're so, they're so tactful, aren't they? Actually, she might have said, uh, when's Sphinxie going to die so we can get a dog? She's straight to the point, that <laughs> no, girl. Ava. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, balance the emotions there and, and hopefully it's a little time away until I have to have a park dog with me. But look, if anyone's got one and yeah, um, happen to be at your park run, I'd love to come and share. You just do what I do, Ollie. When you tour, you borrow yes. the dog. Yes. Because it was a whole new experience for me running with a dog. I haven't, well, more like I've walked with my chihuahuas, but I haven't ran with a real dog <laughs> that can actually run. Now, this could be a thing. Now, I mean, what's the rule with juniors, Mel? I mean, I take it dogs on leashes with kids is, is not a thing. So, you know, Chico and Actually, Bambi, Ollie, no. no. We can't have dogs at juniors. Mm. Which I understand. This is for the kids, not necessarily for the, the furry little ones or hairy little ones. 
as well. Uh, I was just thinking, you know, maybe there's an option there for Chico and Bambi and Lucy there, but no, just doggy pram. No, no dogs. And that I believe is just purely because young children can still be a bit nervous with animals around and we don't want to have any environment where kids may feel uncomfortable or nervous. So no dogs on course, even if dogs are allowed in the park where they are at Ainsbury Mm -hmm. on any other time in the forest you can turn up and run around with your dog but at juniors no unfortunately no i understand that just so all the kids are at ease and they're not faced with any situation that may make them feel uncomfortable well yeah you want to encourage them to have the opportunity to just go for it at their pace and and in their comfort zone hmm Oh, well, it sounds like you had a fantastic park run out there. there. There did seem to be a number of visitors, I suppose, it being an event number two. There were lots of park run visitors checking out the course. Oh, there were. So, yeah, there was basically all the Victorian uh, statesmen yep. who would normally previously have gone to the launches and now mm-hmm. we are all respecting the fact that there's the new silent launches happening. Yes. So we are all respecting that and not turning up at event one. So everybody turns up at event two. <laughs> Everyone gets one week grace after their trials. Yeah. Hey, that that's fantastic. I'm sure uh, the, the event teams appreciate that extra settling in time. Well, this is the thing, Ollie. So what I used to enjoy so much about going to the very first event, it it wasn't about being at the first event. That that wasn't what it was about. Mm. It was about meeting up with all the tourists. Yes. Being a tourist, you're very rarely at your home event. Well, I'm very rarely at my home event. Mm. So you don't really have that community feeling because you're touring every week. But the launches are where your community, your tourist community all come together and they're your people. That's right. So that's when you have that feeling of community at the launch. That's what was the hardest thing when, you know, we know that Parkrun wants to discourage people coming to launches or inaugurals. And it was really kind of hard to accept that at first because we valued that so much for our community of tourists coming together. But we just paused that and we just do it on week two. And this week was the perfect example. Yeah. And most, well, not everybody, but a high proportion of the Victorian tourism group was there at that event. And that was lovely because there was a lot of people there that I had not seen since prior to the pause. Yeah, that's fantastic just to have that opportunity to catch up, you know, and as you say, you know, replicate that feeling that was a part of launches. You know, I, I experienced a couple myself, you know, from both sides of the the ledger, the volunteering and, and the park running. Of course, that extra time for the team to bed in and get used to it is, is fantastic. But, you know, the, the feeling was very exciting to catch up with those familiar park run faces and enjoy the moment. It's just a big reunion. Yeah, which is like the chance to catch up, which... I will say, was fantastic to do online again Saturday. Yes. Good throw, Ollie. (laughs) Thank you. Did that sound rehearsed? Good segue. Yeah. Once again, coffee was much more enjoyable this weekend, seeing a couple more coffees and a couple more experiences out there. So thank you once again, everyone. Shall we read out the comments we had? Yes. All right. So we had Janet Reid who said, kids in charge at Lockheel today, 18 of them. 
a great event. It's so good to see these juniors oozing confidence and running the event so competently. Most relaxing cup of coffee I've had in a long while. <laughs> that, I mean, 18's a fantastic number of, of juniors oh, there. The kids in charge park runs are something else. They really are. And to see the kids just taking on those roles and completely owning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, have you had a kids in charge week, Mel, at any of your park runs? You're talking to a tourist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> true. 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 We used to do it at Shell Harbour. Technically still do every, every 50. I think we may have missed one, but yeah, it was always good fun. Now they've all grown up, so we've got to find a whole bunch of new kids. Oh, well, luckily they just keep coming. They've got a good habit of that, kids, don't they? And Mark, congratulations, Mark. A new course PB at Burley Griffin Park Run and the fastest time for 2021. Clearly you've been training, Mark. Well done. I know. What's happening to the dad bod? I think that's a thing of the past now. I haven't seen that hashtag for a while. Yeah, speeding away. It was good to see Mark leading the pack out there. Yeah, well done, Mark. And Tammy Taylor, happy fourth park run anniversary for me at beautiful Sandgate. Happy anniversary, Tammy. Always good to celebrate a parkrun anniversary and Sandgate parkrun. Not one I've done, but I've heard good things about it, that's for sure. And Lindell? Yes, Lindell. Lindell volunteered at home with Bunyaville. It was good to see another park dog volunteer that in the uh, in the video there too. Definitely. And yourself, Ollie, post-parkrun volunteering for two of us, an excuse for a baby Chino for number three. So that was Ava with the baby Chino. Yeah, I was, I was trying to joke to Ava that I was having a baby Chino too. But, um, yeah, clearly, you know, Daz has got my order, so I just tried to stay true to the order this week. The skinny piccolo. <laughs> and Bruce, Bruce, take a look at the size of these bowling balls at the Dandenong Park Run. It was a cracker morning with a fab community. Maybe it could be even better described as a crackerjack. <laughs> Did you get that reference, Ollie? I, I haven't seen Crackerjack. Ah, uh-huh. what? I, I certainly know Mick, Mick Malloy. Yeah, it was one on the list for some time. You've got to watch that movie. Yeah? Yeah, it's ah. a classic. All right, that's on the list. Do it. Yes. I've been to Dandenong and I have seen those um, those bowling balls that Bruce describes and they are indeed impressive. So th- this is obviously recommended. I mean, there's probably plenty of our viewer, uh, listenership that have seen Cracker Jack, an Australian movie. Yes. And one that everyone should run out and rent or download or, sorry, subscribe to or whatever the <laughs> method is these days. We are not endorsing illegal <laughs> downloads in any shape or form. I'm still in trouble in this household for saying that I wanted to be handed performance-enhancing drugs on my marathon <laughs> turnaround, so, yeah. <laughs> did they listen? <laughs> I didn't think they did, but they do. <laughs> oh, Antonio O'Connell, talk. He was back at the stump this weekend. Woo-hoo. Got to play on the stump, celebrating Shirley Dell finishing her 14,080-kilometre run down under, as well as a guest visit by Casey Hyde and 100th runs by Joe Taylor and Trish Nicholson. Big day and it was sunny. They like to say it was sunny at 
Inverloch. Of course it was. It's always sunny at Inverloch. That sounds like a massive day. Yeah, they had heaps going on down there. Finishing run down under is, is just amazing. A lot of respect. Well done, Shirley, and congratulations, obviously. I don't think that's the first person that's finished run down under at Inverloch. I don't know how they managed to wangle that. <laughs> People finishing at Inverloch. It's just the place to be, I think. I think they'll need to make sure. I mean, does the run down under course take you through Inverloch? Because, you know, maybe there should be a campaign if not. I don't know. No, but it's still, it's, it is it is a wonderful place and especially this time of year, tourist season, still weather's still pretty good. No, it sounds dreamy, to be honest. And to be passing through with the man himself in residence, got to be happy <laughs> with that. That's right. And Alison, new course PB at the University of Waikato Park Run. So I stopped off at Tyrrell on the way home for a celebratory ice cream. Congratulations, Alison. That looked pretty nice. Yes. I'm not sure that she mentioned what flavour that ice cream was. Was it like a, a tiramisu kind of, I don't know, Ollie, did you did you figure that out? Uh, no, I haven't, but, uh, yeah, no, now I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well earned, though. That's fantastic, Alison. Yeah, well done, Alison. Thank you for updating us with your Parkrun PB. And Aaron Hardy volunteered at Parramatta Parkrun nice and warm this morning so aaron was out at the current world record holding event at Parramatta. yes big crowd i mean you know, Parramatta is a busy park run but uh, i'm sure it would have been a special morning and then we had michael charlton had a lovely morning park run at narrowmine wetlands nice alternative course great weather thanks volunteers for a lovely morning another new event for michael he's on a roll oh <laughs> Sure is. And Erica Liotta, a tourist five kilometre at Australia's most southern park run, Jeepston, which included a stay over at the Bear Went Over the Mountain B&B. Tiny Teddy included in the Berry Good Morning Coffee. Wonderful. Love the coffee picture. Yes. I've been to Jeepston. So I want to know if Erica actually got to see any platypus in the the creek. I think it only shows its face sometimes. Only those... Very special people get to see the platypus. I, I'm still weighing up whether it's going to be Jeeveston or one of the other Tassie Park runs down south when I finally get over there. Every time there's a flight sail to Tasmania, I'm holding my hand back because I, j- I just need more opportunities to run these Tassie Park runs, and that's a pretty good advertisement. I think you should do Jeeveston. Do Jeeveston. <laughs> do it. Do it. It's a compass point. And uh, so touching back here, Casey Hyde, I got to catch up with my favourite parkrun couple. We got to see the countryside down in Inverloch, Helen Jane Davis and Stephen Davis. Fantastic, Casey. Yes, that's good. So Helen was being a, a VI guide for Casey. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Helen and Steve are my friends, so I know them quite well. So well done, Helen and Steve, for helping Casey to get to Inverloch and to tick off her eye. Nice work. And friend of the podcast, Chris Fraser, no park run and no sausage roll today. So frustrating knowing that I was just a few hundred metres away from Penrith Lakes, but conflict in schedule. Don't know how long it has been since I've missed a parkrun day other than COVID. Long time. I'm playing in the water today instead, hopefully graduating to this next weekend. So that would have hurt for Chris Fraser. He is a massive tourist. He does not like to miss a park run, and to be that close would have really hurt. And what's more, to have no sausage roll either. 
I feel for you, Chris. He could have had that. I don't know what his problem was. Jeez, Chris. He was out kayaking. Maybe we should give some context. I think we've been lacking in our context, Ollie. We've got to up our game a bit with that. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it, Chris's Chris's kayaking is pretty impressive. Now, I, I did see a couple of pictures or, or even videos. I'm not sure which one was Chris or even if one was Chris, but it's serious stuff. Yeah, well, he must be taking it seriously if he's giving up parkrun to do kayaking courses. Wow. Anyway. The other New South Wales uh, statesman uh, chasing the uh, statesmanship there, they'll be watching that closely. Chris is pausing. I don't think it's going to be for long, though. No. He's not going to let him catch too many up on him. No, that's right. And Peter Pullman, another friend of the podcast, uh, at least I got a not park run done. Ooh. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, I, I don't think that gets any easier. No, that hurt. Yep. And did I get from the comments that perhaps Sonia also forgot her heart <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like the family were 50% represented. Yes. Ouch. Yes. Tough gig, guys, but uh, I guess it's um, it's just part of the deal. It won't happen next week. I'm tipping that much. That's how we learn, isn't it? Is that on the back of last week's boat beaching? Yes, that's right. A couple of tough weeks there. They've got Palm to look forward to. Yeah, we do look forward to seeing you and uh, do forward us a couple of copies of your barcodes if you need a bit of a hand. To- oh, yes, I'm good, at, I'm good at having them in my glove box. <laughs> <laughs> i got my whole family's barcodes in my glove box. Yeah, it's advisable. Mind you, that's that's something that Cathy and I did forget when we went to Sydney. Was I brought uh, What? I brought Zali's. Zali's barcode, but it didn't bring Kathy's. So I think that was the selling point last week when she decided to stay in bed. She didn't want to have me go down and print it out at reception. So, oh. well, my son did come to Cascades on Clyde. Yes, and his girlfriend Leah. Yeah, she registered and printed out her barcode and did her very first park run, which was very exciting. Oh, congratulations, very Leah! Yes, yes, and Jake. It has previously done three park runs but could not locate his barcode or find his login details so mm. that he could print one out. So, But he didn't care, you know what? He was just happy to be there. And I, I was more stressed the fact that he couldn't reduce park run. He didn't care at all. <laughs> he was like, it doesn't matter, Mum, I don't care. Yeah, it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? But after the fact, mm. I was out with the uh, Parkrun website and the I have forgotten my barcode, I don't know, I put that into Google. Yes. I, I've lost my barcode and I made him type in his email address and I made him um, follow the bouncing ball and remember his, like, oh, I've forgotten my password and all that kind of stuff and I now am the proud holder of his barcode in my glove box. Excellent job. <laughs> Added to the collection. <laughs> nice work. I've got everybody's, my whole family, my mum, my sister, everybody. Well, you'll be prepared for next time. And uh, look, Dustin's waiting, so uh, I'm glad you're ready. Are they ever going to have barcodes for doggies? People would love that. They would. There's mm. an opportunity there, Parkrun. I hope you're listening. I don't think it fits the keep it simple no, that's framework, true. unfortunately. No, well... It was wonderful to get to share Daz's Cafe with everyone. Special thanks to the coffee pictures in that, but uh, nice to hear all of your parkrun weekends uh, excitement and, and the different experiences. We did hear 
from one of our Channel 5 News crew out roving the park runs at the weekend. And uh, that was Marvellous Mark. So, Mel, let's have a listen to Mark. Hello Parkrun Adventurers, this is Mark reporting in for the Channel 5 News Crew. Today we have adventured within Canberra and we've headed to Billy Griffin Parkrun. Unfortunately we can't record any audio of the actual course today because the cockatoos were flying around screeching quite loudly overhead so it just wouldn't have been good audio quality for us. Uh, but yeah, Burley Griffin Park Run. It's uh, on the shores of Lake Burley Griffin. It's a, an out and back course. We've got a good chance of seeing some of the good views around Canberra, uh, taking the sights of Black Mountain Tower as an example. And you might even see some kangaroos hopping around and plenty of wild, uh, bird life in the area as well. Now this is a good time to visit Canberra in um, autumn because the colours are starting to change in the trees. And we also have a number of key events on, such as Enlightened Festival, which is like Vivid in held in Sydney. We also have the balloon spectacular with hot air balloons uh, taking off from the lawns of Old Parliament House and floating across the Canberra skies and uh, plenty of other entertainment around as well this time of year. So autumn is a great time to come and visit Canberra. It's not too hot, not too cold and uh, plenty to actually see and do. Anyway, we'll catch you next time on the Parkrun Adventurers. unofficial stats. They may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. They are only current at the time they are collected, with a 100% chance of appearance. There was one event launched this week in Victoria. It's not cause for widespread excitement, however, as it is inside the grounds of Puckapunyal Military Facility, and therefore closed to the general public. But New Zealand is back. We had 463 runs held worldwide, 422 were in Australia and New Zealand, the remainder taking place in Japan, Russia and the Falkland Islands. Down under we had 49,754 runners out of 50,813 worldwide. We had 7,018 PBs, while 2,261 people participated for the first time. 226 reached their 50 milestone, 137 reached their 100 milestone, and 19 people reached their 250 milestone. A new regular feature to the stats is bingo callers. 23 people called bingo last weekend, which is the second highest tally of all time, only being beaten by 28 on New Year's Day 2020. Daryl Madden took the longest with 379 events. Kylan Main was the quickest with 179 events. We have 18 new or returning states people this week. We have Rebecca Ann Rackley, Oliver Bray, Rathan Bolton, Katrina Hubbard, Stuart Monroe, Lucy Bray in the ACT, Amanda Hardy and Emma Zammett regain New South Wales and Triple States woman status, James Dunleavy, AJ Cowley in the Northern Territory, Cheryl Smith, Melissa Ellis, Maxime Sylvester, Sean Hill, Parthen Irene Bonacanti in Victoria, while Michael Schultz ends the drought up in Cane Toad country, regaining his long-lost statesmanship to be the only Queenslander. The biggest movers on the most Aussie New Zealand events list are Barry and Katrina Crossley, who jumped 20 spots from being ranked 207 to 187. 
In contrast to last week, the top 20 is quiet. Gary Nisbet was equal ninth last week, but finds himself down one in 10th spot after Alan Burrell ran at Waterloo Plains. Biggest Wilson mover of the week is Martine Barrett, who increased her index from 12 to 63, a big jump of 51. Errol Poole, not too far behind, jumped 40, from 15 to 55. Carol Paris remains our highest indexer, now on 170. The informant is feeling the love with another listener question from Bruce Purdy. While park faffing with Brendan Peel, they jointly wondered how many people have run the first 10 Australian events, which are Main Beach, New Farm, Albert Melbourne, St Peter's, Kira, Ginandera, Newey, Coomera, Claysbrook Cove and Balyang Sanctuary. The answer to that question is three. Neil Barnett and Roz and Alan Burrell. Five park runners sit just one away on nine. Sarah Jane Alley, Carol Cunningham, Dave Robertson, Brendan Peel and Tim Oberg. But that's pretty boring, so let's crank it up a notch. What about a new index? Those who had the longest run of Aussie events from start to finish. If you haven't run at Main Beach, you're on zero. If you run at Main Beach and Albert Park, you're on index one until you fill the gap with New Farm and then you'll jump to three. Perhaps it's easier to see when you write it down. I call it the III index, ignoble informant index, because who doesn't love a cup of alliteration tea with their stats? It turned out that Neil Barnett is on an III of 20, followed by Ros and Allen on 19, followed by Sean Fitzgerald, Jim Woodruff and Russ Jeffries all on 8. Brendan Peel, you're down on 1, but we'll get a big jump with New Farm. You can still give Bruce a nudge of the elbow though, as he hasn't run at Main Beach and is therefore not on the table. If you're keen to look at these stats in more detail, they can be found on my blog, theinformant.me. That's theinformant, or one word, dot M-E. This has been The Informant, and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. And thank you to Marvellous Mark from his brief report from Burley Griffin. I can really relate to the issue of bird noises in the background, Ollie. Yeah, I noticed no birds no birds this week. Uh, are they outside, Mel? Yeah, they are. Please remind me at the end. Noted. I'll do my best. And the informant. Some new content from the informant. We had a listener question, Ollie, from Bruce, Bruce Purdy. I have to say, I was I was slightly surprised at the count there. I would have expected a few more. Yeah, so Bruce's question was, how many parkrunners have completed the original 10 events? They being Main Beach, New Farm, Albert Melbourne, St Peter's, Kira, Jinindira, Nui, Coomera, Claysbrook Cove and Ballyang Century. Now, Ollie... How many hmm. have you done? Oh, uh, on the spot, uh, one, two, uh, three. Correct. Three and I'm out. <laughs> Do you know how many I've done? Yes. Four. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I've done a freedom run at Newey, but I don't think I'm going to count that clearly. No, that doesn't count. No, sorry. No, it has to be official. Yes. I've got Albert Melbourne, St. Peter's, mm-hmm. Ginandira, and Bellyang Sanctuary. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, we do have a crossover. And after my upcoming holiday, which hopefully will go ahead, I will also tick off Main Beach and Kira. Yes. And I'll be on six. Touch wood there, Mel. Don't you go jinxing us, Oliver Spake. We are following things very carefully and, of course, yeah, we, we wish everyone well. La, 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 la. <laughs> 
But yeah, you you will certainly surge forward if that's the case. It's going to happen. We are going to have this listener meetup. That's right. Oh, we should say, like, can I interrupt? Sure. Should we have a plan B? Like, worst case scenario, the borders are closed and neither you or I can get to Palm. Yep. What could we do for a plan B? Mm. Like, what about we did a like a live, a Facebook live? We could do that. Yeah, stream it straight from the cafe, straight from Daz's. Yes. Instead of having, <laughs> <laughs> instead of having like a the the live um, recording, we will just broadcast live. Yes. Warts and all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not sure how kindly Fluffy would take to us uh, and the Nambour team, of course, and the entire Sunshine Coast Parkrun family of us quickly replacing them. But we have to we stress that this, this would not be intentional. Well, yeah, exactly. We could. We could cross to Melissa Taylor. She could be on the ground at Nambour. Ah, yes. Work with me here, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> And then we could do a live cross to the cafe for brunch. No, I, th- I think we've got a solution there. That stacks up. I think so. Just plan B, of course. We just need to work out this live streaming side of things. I, look, I'm apparently challenging you with the background noise here. Sorry, Mel. Helicopter flying over. Are they? Yes. I can't hear a thing. Oh, good. Okay. I digress. Hopefully we'll still be in situ, but but just in case, yes, we'll have to get the hang of this uh, live streaming side of things. Uh, should we probably tell the listeners too, Ollie, about our exciting news of hosting the live for the return of Parkrun in England on the 5th of June for With Me Now? Danny and Nicola have entrusted us with the hosting duties. That's so exciting. I can't wait for that to happen. And everything's crossed. I'm not saying a thing. I don't no, want to change. No, shush, yep. shush, <laughs> shush. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're just over the moon in terms of, you know, our thrill for everyone over there in England and hopefully you know, the rest of, of the Parkrun UK and, and global to all experience that soon. But whether it's the 5th, whether it's some other date soon, we're counting down and, and we're really hoping for all you guys and stoked at the idea of actually getting to share it with you. That'd be fantastic. We need to practice because we've got to get it right, Ollie. <laughs> so we'll have a few practice runs. Yes. But the informant, he's invented a new index and it's got a very unique name. It's Ignoble Informant Index. Yes. That's not half a mouthful, is it? The I, I, I. Mm. I mean, that's a, that's a very uh, interesting message there. <laughs> I think it's a fantastic index. So to explain yes. the Ignoble Informant Index, it is to rate Oh, Ollie, I can't even. Oh. <laughs> Can you explain this? <laughs> the ignoble informant index is your index based on the park runs that you have done in order of sequence from when they commenced in Australia. Is that it? Yes. Oh, well done. <laughs> I totally knew what I was saying there. <laughs> but yes, as the informant tells us, if you've participated in event number one, not at event number one, but you have completed event number one being Main Beach, which we're also counting down. We're very thrilled to see Main Beach's anniversary coming up. If you have completed that park run, hey, you're off the mark. And then 
so forth, two, three, four, etc. Yes, in order that they were launched in Australia. Mm-hmm. And the word ignoble means not honourable in character or purpose <laughs> or of humble origin or social status. Mm. I have never heard that word before. Hey, you learn something every day, especially with, with an informant around. I know. We should feel privileged, I guess. Look, I'm just a little more thrilled because you know, I think we've said, you know, maybe it's 10-1 in terms of relative parkrun achievements and, look, I know they don't matter, but maybe a little bit. Um, what would be your ignoble informant index, Mel? Oh, I haven't done main beach, Ollie, so I'm on zero. Oh. I mean, of the ten, I've done four. Yeah. But you have have to have done the first one. That's right. Yeah. I mean I, I haven't done New Farm, but I've done Main Beach, so I'm on one. You're on you're in front of me. <laughs> I'm in front of you. Yes. Okay, well, after my after our holiday, then we'll be equal because I will have also done Main Beach. That's right. So, yeah, next trip to Queensland obviously needs to be planned. New farm, here we come. But, Ollie, there's some other exciting news that happened this week. And what's that, Mel? There was a launch in Victoria. So there was. And it was a little bit under the radar. Was Puckapunyal Park Run quietly launched with 36 runners? On the weekend. Now, the interesting thing about Pakapunyal Park Run is it's one of those closed park runs, like the prisons, only it's not a prison. Listeners to the pod might remember last January when I was at Pakapunyal and actually filed roving reports and co hosted the podcast on site at Pakapunyal. So back then, I was like, Frustrated because I couldn't get to a park run. Uh, the closest one was more than 40 minutes away. Yeah. Fast forward a year later, Australia has their very first park run within a military establishment. Wonderful initiative to see it set up. Uh, obviously, it would have been fantastic to see a year ago for you, Mel, but nonetheless, it's it's great to see them getting that one up and going. Absolutely. Yeah, well done to everyone involved. And having a little look at the results, 17 people brand new to Parkrun, 17 people ran their very first Parkrun and seven unknowns. So you could probably assume that of those sev- those seven unknowns were also brand new to Parkrun. Mm. Probably just, you know, hadn't even registered. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, so really exciting, Ollie. Like, I'm just super pumped about that. So, do you think? Do you think this is the start of of a few? Mel, will there be more? Well, Parkrun keeps their cards pretty close to their chest, Ollie. So I can't <laughs> profess to being um no. a privy to anything like that. Yeah, I would say there is a very strong call for it within within the uh, military establishments mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. we've heard reference previously uh in roving reports come through that uh military members completing park runs or being involved in events mm-hmm. have commented that it's a very good way when they are posted from area to area to have a connection straight away with the local community and i think yeah. that is the benefit that park run offers and I think there is a very strong call for this type of thing and not just for the actual military members but for the families that travel with them because yep. those families are uprooted every so many years with the um, posting cycle 
of the military and they have to go every few years from area to area to area and that's difficult for them and often military bases they will have their their few core sporting events that the soldiers will take part in and probably the families are involved with in a removed manner they'll all have their rugby team or their AFL team or their soccer team on the base but having a park run that enables the whole family to take part and not just in a spectator role but to actually be involved and from base to base to just slot in and and have that familiarity I can just see huge benefit for the military community and I'm just so excited so excited (laughs) I think you make some good points there Mel it's you know it's about accessibility and and obviously in in providing accessibility it's ironically not accessible to everyone, but at the same time, as you say, it's it's really delivering some important opportunities for people to you know to have that that balance. I remember obviously listening to the pod and hearing your experience, and you know it sounds like that sort of opportunity now for others going through you know that situation, and hopefully never in the same circumstances with everything we've seen. But as you say, you know whether they're moving from place to place or or integrating you know with a a, a new community, yeah, what a what a fantastic way to do it. And another thing with the military as well, like often it's it's quite a leap when a serving member leaves the military and has to reintegrate into society and move away from the environment that they're accustomed to. And if if they can, them and their family um, can have that that constant like park run, much like the prison park runs. Yes. Continue that on the outside when they're no longer part of, you know, the establishment. That's some continuity and that's something familiar that they can continue on the outside because, you know, often that's a big adjustment to a military person when they when they leave. We can celebrate for now the, the launch of Pakapanya. Well done once again to everyone involved. Great to see, you know, something that you wished for, Mel, come to fruition. I know. I'm so proud. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Ollie, so... Yes. Let's talk palm. Let's. I was going to say something we wish for. Palm is absolutely one of those. We have a palm update. We do. Oh, oh, Ollie, we need need a sound effect. Damn it, I'm not prepared. (laughs) I'm going to my sound effects. Yep. Uh, You just have to put up with the sleeping snoring chihuahua until I can um, find my... (laughs) <laughs> Any requests, Ollie? Car engine. Mm. Oh, that's a car alarm. <laughs> no, that, that's all right. That's unbeeping the expensive Ferrari, right? <gasps> the Ferrari. Yes. Yeah, but it was a bit underwhelming. Yeah, okay. I really should have been more prepared. <laughs> that's quite okay. Uh, I'll just go with this. Because you know I've just been dying to use that one. Absolutely. Okay. The Palm 21 theme is... Go. Oh, I'm saying it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You put me on the spot, Mel. One job, Ollie. One job. No, you you can't rely on this co-host. I'm sorry, Mel. After some great suggestions, and to be honest, yeah, we, w- we would have happily picked virtually any one of those. The Palm 21 fancy dress theme is Parkrun. No big stretch there, is it? <laughs> to be a little more specific. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, I suppose technically that means you could just wear your apricot shirt, but come as, you know, it could be your home event, it could be your dream event, it could be any parkrun-related activity. The more imaginative, the better. Well, I mean, you could come as a forgotten barcode. I haven't quite worked out how to do that, but, yeah, on the theme of uh, (laughs) parkrun challenges. What else could you come as, Mel? I don't know. You could come as a cup of coffee. You could be brunch. Yes, I think I might have said previously, I, I guess you know, I cover myself with a bit of sand and some trees and a couple of snakes. And No, that's, that's oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. You are banned from being Shell Harbour Park Run. We have, to, we have to put some rules in here. It's a good conversation starter. Yeah. <laughs> you know how in your top three you cannot name your own home park run? <laughs> well, here's, here's the new rule for palm dress-up themes Top, are you listening? You cannot be a stump. (laughs) Oh, really? Does that mean we cannot go as a home park run? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Oh, okay. No, you are not going to be sand or shells. Well, I could be the beaches, but yeah, okay, noted. Well, yes, you can. You can be the beaches, but you cannot be Shell Harbour. That's my rule. I'm sorry. I'm going to instill that rule. Uh, So... Who else may be severely affected by this? Um. (laughs) I'm really hoping to see Chris Fraser, the sausage roll. Oh, yes. That would be fabulous. Oh, he's involved in local theatre. I'm sure that wouldn't be hard for him to rustle up a sausage roll costume. I mean, there's a decent gig for a local baker. Or a lamington. Sausage roll. (laughs) Yeah, lamington. I know. I've already got an idea. I've already been Googling. Oh, okay. I'm not giving anything away, of course. (laughs) All right. Okay. So time to put the mind to work and the fancy dress costume making skills that we know some of you certainly have in multitudes. And we look forward to seeing it on Fancy Dress Night. Mm Mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing Mel Urbacher as a giant lighthouse. (laughs) Oh, no. That's her home park run. She can't be a lighthouse. Oh, I think Mel Urbacher can have any costume she likes, yes. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, okay, I guess. So, moving swiftly on, it's the anniversary of a significant event. That's right, yeah. I mean, I, I was just reflecting, Mel. I remember one year ago now, so Parkrun froze. I can't recall exactly which day of the week the news came out, but I certainly remember being at park run at the uh the park run that shall not be named on a saturday uh the week <laughs> after palm and run directing and just kind of thinking well you know we might not be enjoying this next week and bang we saw park run pause i'm not sure we we celebrate this milestone but it, it certainly has given us a whole new perspective it's given us not park run and interesting to see mel uh, the participation numbers in australia were very, very similar to exactly one year ago. Where were you one year ago, Ollie, on the 14th, Saturday the 14th of March? Funnily enough, I was run directing at Shell Harbour. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. What about you, Mel? I was at Bendigo Botanic Gardens. <sighs> and I remember standing, posing with the selfie frame with my With Me Now buff pulled up over my mouth in a bushranger type <laughs> scenario. <laughs> you know, at the time, thinking it was all just a little bit 
silly and really not having a, a good understanding of what was upon us and what was about to happen. I mean, I don't think anybody really knew and nobody could have anticipated that we were going to lose what we loved so dearly for so long. Mm. And we didn't definitely appreciate that we just ran our last park run for a very long time. If only we could have appreciated it that little bit more and savoured it. And anyway, I mean, of course, we're very fortunate here in Australia and our friends in New Zealand that we have been able to return. But we're also very mindful that the rest of the world is yet to experience that and they're waiting so patiently to get back to it and we hope that they do very quickly. Huge credit to all of those event teams that are um, just cranking into gear in England now, for example, the juniors teams starting to prepare for the return next month of juniors there in England, the event teams preparing for June and uh, for all of those events that have uh, cranked back into gear, you know, we, we still haven't seen some events return. You know, I'm still watching to see uh, Dolls Point, for example, up in Sydney to oh, see its return. What's held them up? Uh, so as with all park runs, we need to work within local approvals. Uh, in the case of Dolls Point, they've had to work with their local council to ensure that they're staying compliant with their council's you know, COVID safe plans. Um, so my understanding there, I mean, I haven't spoken to anyone at Dolls Point, of course, so from, from what I've seen, is that you know they're patiently waiting for the right time to restart that event. It has been a longer a longer wait for, for some of those Australian events despite the you know the opportunity to restart a bit earlier. So you know we look forward to having everyone in the family back and up and, and park running again. Yeah, it's clearly impacted us in many ways that you know, we, we really didn't foresee. And I don't know. So I'm a little bit excited, of course, with um, the return in England for Junior Park Run and the yes the ability to connect with uh, Town More Junior Park Run that I have self proclaimed connection with now. <laughs> That's right. Whether they like it or not. <laughs> but, so, Ollie, how do you think I could mark the occasion? How can we, you know, um, what could we do at Ainsbury to reach out and show our allegiance with Townmore Juniors? Have you got any suggestions? Yeah, well, I mean, I know that... Not to put you on the spot or anything. I, I know that there are still, there are aspects of our COVID safe plans we need to work within as as event uh, directors and, and uh, run directors for our different events. I was going to say, obviously, yeah, there's nothing like a good country theme, but you know, maybe there's an aspect of that that you can take forward. Oh, we can do that on social media. It doesn't have to be on the day. And well, that's quite right. If we do that through social media and, and um, do some research and find a way to uh, spread uh, their word and enlighten our community with some facts about the area that our sister park run is in. That's right. That could be a good connection. I think it would be. I, th I think it would be lovely. Good plan. We might have some um, Union Jacks flying around in the forest perhaps. Maybe, just maybe our prospective Channel 2 news crew member might record <gasps> some fantastic accents or attempts at that would be a fabulous occasion to debut abby how is abby how did abby go anyway thank you for asking ollie she was number 19 this week and i have to say abby has previously been number 19 
Ooh. I searched her history and on event one of Ainsbury Heritage Trail Junior Park Run, she was also number 19. 19. However, on this occasion of number 19, Abby took one and a half minutes off her time. Abby, wow. I know. I hope she realised the significance of that. That was fantastic. Yeah, she's doing really well. And I was marshalling at marshal point number one this week. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was just standing there waiting for the kids to come along and all of a sudden I heard this little voice go, okay, when we get to Mel, we'll run. And I looked (laughs) across (laughs) and it was Abby and her little friend and, yep, they were scheming that as soon as they approached Mm -hmm. me and when they made it to Marshall number one, they were going to sprint for the finish. And and her little friend who's a little bit older than Abby, well, I assume she's older because she's a little bit taller, Mm -hmm. when they reached my marshal point. Abby took off like a little lightning bolt and her friend, who I think his name is Ava, mm-hmm. same as your daughter, Ollie, yes. stood there for the count of 10 very patiently and when she reached 10, she then took off after Abby. So, yeah, she gave Abby a head start, which was so cute. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Always warming my heart, that kid, always finding another way to make me melt. That's right. And nice to, nice to hear her partner in crime was uh, rising to the event as well. I know. So we had another seven first-timers at Juniors this week. Great. And five PBs. And we awarded our first junior uh, half marathon wristband. So are you aware of what they do at Juniors, Ollie, with the wristbands? I can't recall all of the all of the milestone celebrations there. I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to remind me again. Sorry, Mel. So juniors don't have T-shirts as a milestone, but when they have completed 11 events, they qualify for a little plastic wristband, which signifies the fact that they've achieved the equivalent of a half marathon distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's also a full marathon distance and an ultra marathon distance with the wristbands. So, yeah, we had our one, our, one of our RDs, Andrew, his son accomplished his 11th park run this weekend, so he was the first one that we awarded. Oh, well done. Which was very exciting for us. And well done to Andrew for um, being a fabulous RD. And I suppose does that mean well done to Ainsbury? for uh, achieving its half marathon? No, because we're only up to event eight. Oh, okay. My bad. Andrew's son, who achieved his uh, 11th park run, had previously ran at Westerfolds. Ah, yes. And I think has also ran at Thorndon Juniors in South Australia. Oh, So he's a real little tourist. Does that technically make him a countryman at this stage? No, because he has not done the event in Bellevue yet. Ah, yes. Okay. Mm. I do believe it's being planned, though. Looking forward to it. But, Mel, you were going to say something before I so rudely interrupted. Oh, no, Ollie, I was going to tell you about our peacocks. Peacocks? Yes, in the Ainsbury community, which is a, it's a small township planned around a golf course, there is some resident peacocks and two of them are albino peacocks. I believe there's four all up. Only I've ever, only ever seen three together, so I'm not sure mm. where the fourth one is. But, yeah, they, uh, they roam the community and they are often in residents' front yards and, and I've seen them before at the homestead when we've gone for brunch. But they turned up in the forest and we were packing up 
the event team was packing up and wandering back with all the gear to to the car park and there was the peacocks wandering just um, in the forest, just foraging in the forest, enjoying their natural environment and it was amazing, very special to see them. That would be a sight. And they do have names. Okay. They are known as Echo, Duke, Marley and Scout, although I have no clue as to who's who. But anyway, so Nambour may have Fluffy and Muffy, but Ainsbury Heritage Junior Park Run has got the peacocks. Oh, okay. We're, we're setting the bird trail up. Yeah, that can be a club. I mean, I, I haven't seen our albino borough for some time, but, yeah, Shell Harbour Park Ooh. Run did for some time have an albino kookaburra. Now we um, more often than not have the, the magpie chicks, but I suppose a lot of places have magpie chicks. I have heard reference to that albino borough before, actually. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, no, it was very special to spot the uh, um, peacocks on the morning and, uh, yeah, we got a big thrill out of that. Everybody was whipping out their cameras and taking photos <laughs> and I did share photos of that on the Aussie Park Run tourism page for those who uh, may be interested to have a look. Yes. Oh, and they also do feature on the Ainsbury Heritage Trail Junior Park Run Insta. So a few places to check it out and obviously encourage everyone to, to take a look and if they're in Melbourne on a Sunday or west of Melbourne at least, Mel, come and check it out. Exactly. So I'm thinking that any keen parkrun tourists that have kids, why wouldn't you want to be touristing around the junior events as well? Come and visit us. Come and see Westerfolds. Come and see us and obviously the other events, which is Thorndon Junior Park Run in South Australia and Bellevue Park Run in Queensland. Yes. And you can be on the top of that list Oliver Spake, bring those girls down to see us soon. Yeah, I would like to get them out there. I think Zali's got the legs. I don't know who would win in an argument between Ava and I to do a parkrun. So, uh, hey, it's <laughs> worth a try. I think we can uh, coax them along. And they can have Abby as a host. Well, that's right. Zali will be on board and Ava will follow along. So with Abby's guidance, yep, I think they'll be in good hands. They could do with that head start though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, Mel, it's, it's been a lovely catch-up. Good chat on the pod this week and nice to enjoy everyone's feedback on parkrun experience at, at the cafe. Obviously, look forward to uh, to hearing more again this coming parkrun day. So wherever you are, please drop us a line at Dazza's Cafe. Share us your picture. Coffee picture's very welcome. Please, as always, feel free to reach out, ask us a question, give us a suggestion, give us Maybe a suggestion of some non-Shell Harbour Parkrun dress-up themes for the Parkrun Adventure Listener Meetup <laughs> dress-up night. <laughs> and you can email us anytime with those at parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. Of course, if you would like to prompt the informant to create another new index, you can also reach <laughs> the informant or check out the informant's page at theinformant.me. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll have a few chases for the I-I-I coming up now, surely. My goodness. Let's not get any more tongue twister in indexes. Anyway, thank you, Mel. <laughs> I will say, please don't forget to bring back the budgies. Oh, yeah. Bring them inside. The dogs have been so well behaved today. They have. Everyone's behaved. I think they got the message. Have a lovely parkrun day when it comes, Mel, and uh, thank you, Athlete ID, 
A eight six zero seven nine three. Oh, well played. 